Good day, MBM family. We are so grateful that you chose to worship with us on today. Before we get into the word today, we want to share some of the amazing things that are happening here at New Beginnings Discipleship Ministries. In case you are unaware, we are currently holding our services in person at our physical location at 530 Northeast Broadway in Des Moines, Iowa. We are also broadcasting our services live using our YouTube channel. Rebroadcasts of the message can be found at our other social media outlets, including Facebook and Instagram. Our MBDM prayer line is open Monday through Thursday, Saturday at 8 p.m., using the information that's on the screen. This prayer line is designed for anyone who is near prayer in the midst of the week to be able to touch and agree with someone, and also for those who just want to continue to build up on their prayer language and prayer a muscle. We definitely invite you to meet us Monday through Thursday at 8 p.m. using the information that is on the screen. Our Bible study can be found on our YouTube channel as well, the replay of it. But if you want to join us in person, we do hold our Bible studies in person as well as virtually on Thursdays at 7 p.m. If you want to meet with us virtually, you can use the link that you can see on the screen. You can also join our MBDM Bible study band group. This is where we place any type of documents that is presented throughout the week, any type of images or videos that may help within um, getting a better and deeper understanding of what we are referring to and talking about on Thursday. So we do invite all to come in person or virtually on Thursday at 7 p.m. as we talk about having a soul that's under control and truly understanding what it means to be grafted into the kingdom of God. This past week, we started our Children's Church Bible Studies on Wednesdays at 6.30 and we're going until 7.30. Now, we are holding these Bible Studies virtually using Zoom. So you may find the Zoom link information in our physical announcements or the announcements that are sent out by Pastor Kamika Lowry. The breakdown of the rooms are from kindergarten to second graders, third to fifth graders, and then our sixth graders all the way up to our seniors. On Sundays, we will hold in-service children's church during the sermon. So we will have all participate within praise and worship and also the in-house church announcements. But right after tithes and offering, um, Pastor Kamika will gather up all of the youth that are in kindergarten all the way up to fifth graders to have their own individual and personalized lesson. Now, we do offer the opportunity for sixth graders all the way up to seniors to be helpers. We do ask for them to not be distracted by technology, but to truly be helpers with those that are kindergartners through fifth graders. So if you are looking for more information, we definitely ask you to reach out to Pastor Kamika to obtain that very important information. Instay in is going to be returning on February 24th for their next session. They meet on Thursday between 7 p.m. and 8 p.m. There are two different registration links, one for those that are new to Instay and another one that are returning students to Instay. So please see the announcement for the correct registration link so that you're able to be registered accordingly. If you need any help, any assistance, or if you have any questions, please contact Elder Rhonda Allen for more information. The Bonham Unity Food Pantry will be open this Thursday, February the 10th, from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. 
It is a drive-through method. So when you come through, we'll ask you for minimal information so that we're able to give you the right amount of items according to your family size. So we ask you to continue to let people know that the Bond of Unity Food Pantry is still open and operating. And we'll be open this Thursday, Friday, uh, February the 10th from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Spirit Midwest is almost time for the Tijuana Mission Trip for this year. If you have any questions or any concerns, or if you want to know how you can assist them as they prepare to embark on the mission trip this week that's coming up, please contact Sister Terry Storm using the information that's on the screen. Now, for those that are still wanting to be a part of the apostolic leadership and mentoring classes, there's still time to sign up, but that window of time is vastly closing. Please um, plan to use the registration link that is on the screen. Um, the Goodwill offering, or what's asked as a payment per month is $10, and these classes meet on Zoom. Black Women Health and Wellness will return this Tuesday, February the 8th. Join us as Apostle Stephanie Moody and guests we get, continue to talk about the issues that impact the well-being of African-American women, not just in the city of Des Moines, not just within the state of Iowa, but within this country and the world as, as a whole. So definitely look for that broadcast on Facebook Live. Armstrong will meet on Saturday, February 26th from 9 to 10.30. They will meet at the Freedom Blend Coffee Shop, which the address is located on the screen. During this time, um, the women that will come together will be talking about their journey as they read through 30-day detox, as well as also working on vision boards. Now, if you are working on an interactive or electronic vision board, the request has been made for you to bring your device to be able to showcase it to others. If you are looking to make a physical vision board, there will be items available for you to be able to do so. So please join MomStrong as they have their table talk on Saturday, February the 26th. Ask a Pastor will return on Friday, March the 4th from 6 to 7.30. This meeting or this event will be held in person at our physical location at 530 Northeast Broadway. It is designed to be a casual Q&A session where we talk about how we are to be followers of Christ. How do we live that out on a day-to-day -day basis by asking the tough questions and going into the word to be able to find the answers that we need. So definitely know this is a family affair. The youth have definitely dominated the past sessions before, but it is not just for the youth. It can be for the adults as well. There's any questions, any issues, anything you want to talk about, any suggestions about future sessions or themes to go with, please bring them up. Please let Pastor Kamika know so that she's able to plan accordingly. And as always, we want to. As always, we want to continue to be advocates for mothers who are with child to be able to be stronger advocates for those very children. So definitely continue to promote the free app. Did you hear me say free? the free app of Count the Kicks, to be able to monitor the activity of their child or their children as they continue to um, grow within their very bodies. Our very own Apostle Stephanie Moody will be the keynote speaker at the Open Bible 2022 Women's Conference with the theme being Sisterhood. The conference will be held 
at the Clear Lake Open Bible Church in Clear Lake, Iowa. There is a link to be able to register. So please do not wait until the very end to register. This conference will be on April the 8th and the 9th. So we are a couple months away, but we want to go ahead and plant the seed necessary and also be able to support our very own apostles. Um, so Brother Jason Mays, um, you all probably, most of you will remember him. Um, he, his mother passed away on Friday morning. I got the call at 4 o'clock in the morning. And, um, you know, Mother May, Mama May, as many known her and so affectionately called her, she was very well known in the community. But towards the end, she began to battle dementia. And because he does not live here, he did not recognize that's what was going on. And so we met with the funeral home on yesterday. The funeral will be here on Friday, this Friday. The, um, the, huh? Oh, see, look at, look at, that's what I'm talking about. The visitation, <laughs> the visitation <laughs> will be at 11 a.m. And so um, I'll be here. We'll have the doors open. Anyone who wants to visit and say their goodbyes, maybe they can't stay for the actual funeral, which will begin at 1 p.m. Um, you guys, I will need help. It's going to be me and Pastor Vince because most people are going to be at work. If you don't have to work on Friday or if you have a half a day like I usually do, it would really be nice to have some people in the house to give us some support here so that we can support our brother. Um, even though he lives in uh, Las Vegas, we still have been supporting him, ministering to him, and he will tell everybody flat out. He even argued with somebody who uh, belongs to this church, Galena, to tell her, no, that's my church. <laughs> She's like, I ain't never seen you there. And he was like, and that's still my church. So, <laughs> you know, just having that conversation with the two of them. Uh, Galena is going to donate some items toward the repast. Um, if anyone feels led to be able to donate some items toward the repast, that would be great. We honestly don't know where things lie. Um, those who understand dementia, things that people did on a normal day-to-day -day basis, those functions start to go away little by little. And so we don't know exactly what is there as far as assistance for her to be buried. And so I just want to take some of that burden away from him and assist in any way that we can. If you feel led, praise the Lord. If you don't feel led, praise the Lord. Amen. I just pray that if it were me in that type of a situation, that someone would be there for me. Amen. So um, that'll the repast will start at 3 o'clock. We will be taking her out to Glendale. Um, burying her there is the uh tentative plan and so um you know if if you could donate towards that that would be great if you are going to assist or want to give money see me don't make debbie go through the extra work because we're gonna figure it out amen and as always want to make an opportunity for those to know that if you are in need of prayer of any sort as we mentioned earlier, that we do have the MBDM prayer line, but also at the end of this broadcast, at the end of this service, you will be able to um, click on a link or enter a link to be able to submit a prayer request, and we will make sure to connect with you, to be able to pray with you, to pray for you, to be able to stand with you as you continue to build upon the very foundation of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God, to be able to live a kingdom lifestyle. And we cannot forget to celebrate the anniversaries and birthdays that are within the month of February. So we want to say happy birthday to all of February babies. 
as well as happy anniversary to all of those amazing couples. Now, before we jump into the word on today, we want to give everyone an opportunity to give. Here at New Begins Cybership Ministries, you are able to give by way of PayPal using the information that is on the screen. So once again, we are so thankful and grateful that you chose to worship with us on today. Now, as I always say, make sure you grab your pen and pad. Make sure you have that seat. Make sure you are in that place of worship and that place to be able to hear the voice of God. So here we go. I pray that everyone is being blessed by this series on from the heart of the pastor. Um, and from the, let's try that again, from the heart of the apostle. I forgot who I was for a brief second. Let me come back to who I am. Amen. So from the heart of the apostle, we have really been working hard to make sure that we're laying that foundation, that we are laying the groundwork so that each and every person who is a part of this fellowship, each and every person who belongs to this embassy understands what we're doing, where we're going, and why what we're doing is so important. Why knowing who we are, our purpose in this earth is so important and what is our role and our responsibility to advance that purpose in the earth, amen? So we took a strong, sharp right turn on last week, right? <laughs> I walked away from the notes because God was just pulling on me. And so I had to walk away and let him say what he needed to say. Obviously, somebody must have been wrestling about coming or something because I had one direction that I was headed and the Lord was like, get away. And so I stepped down and I let him do what he needed to do to deliver that message to whoever it may have been. And so I'm grateful to be able to um, stand before you today because, you know, we're in this time and Pastor Vince got up and he shared about it and and. You know, last year, we didn't do so well when we got to this space, when we got to this season, when we got to this period. As a matter of fact, we outright failed. We blew it. And the amazing thing is to be able to blow it and get back up and stand up in position and move forward in faith. In Jesus' name, there's nothing like it. To be able to, to get up and move forward and know that when he's called you to something, regardless if you didn't do it all right, because there was, I'm telling you, there were some very difficult times last year for us as we hit this same season. But this year, we've got the victory. This year, we are overcomers in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. We are more than conquerors. So I praise him for it, for that lesson learned. Amen. And so we're not going to be bitter. We're going to be better. Amen. And we're just going to move forward in faith, and we're going to trust what God is doing in our lives. Amen? So we are coming from the heart of the apostle. I'm going to go ahead and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we bless you. Father, we praise you. There truly is none like you. Father, we love you so much. And we thank you, God, for this day. We thank you, Father, for being in your presence. We thank you, Lord, for showing us and giving us, providing us the direction that we need to understand where it is that you are taking us as a body, as a unit. And, Father, what it is that we are to provide to 
to the world, to the community, Father, to those that are within our sphere of influence, Lord God, those that we are called to reach, those we are called to teach, those we are called to raise up, cultivating the ground within them, cultivating, cultivating the earth around them in Jesus' name, and Lord God, helping them to be able to produce fruit that will remain in Jesus' name. So we thank you, Father, for all that you're doing in our lives, for how you are opening up the revelation. Father, we break the seal off of the minds and the lives of the people, Lord God, that as they read your word, Lord, it would become real unto them, Lord God, that they would be able to see the strategies that are listed within it. And, Father, they would be able to apply it in this season so that they can advance the kingdom, so that they can overcome, they can leap over the walls that have been erected to try to keep them bound in Jesus' name, that they will be able to break through situations that have kept them tied up, chained up in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you, Lord God, that the strength is beginning to rise within your people like never before. Father, we stand ten toes down, flat-footed, knowing, Lord God, that if you be for us, you are more than the world against us. Hallelujah. Woo, Jesus. I thank you for the fire that is burning on the inside of us, Lord for the stirring that has taken place within. Father, that we work from heaven down, not from earth up. We're not helpless. We're not hopeless. We are the hope. So I thank you, Jesus. I bind every attack, every diabolical plan, every assignment of the enemy that would try to distract or derail the mind from hearing what you are saying during this sermon. I bind every demonic that would try to manifest while we release this word in Jesus' name. I push back that darkness in Jesus' name. I plead the blood over every ear and over every eye that as the word comes in, Lord God, into the ears and into the eye gates, Lord, that it will be able to take root within each and every person. And at the specific time, at the appointed time, it will produce fruit that remains. There will be no miscarriages in this season. There will be no miscarriages in this season. We will not suffer loss. We thank you, Jesus. We bless you, God, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Come on, give them some praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, lift your voices. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, charge this atmosphere with praise. Glory to your name, God. Whoo, Jesus. It's just amazing what he's doing right now um, with us as, um, and as individuals and even as a body. And, and the things that he's beginning to open my eyes to see and the word that is now starting to make sense and the things that are starting to connect. I, I think I shared with you guys, and I may not have. I may have just shared it with um, pastors uh, Vince, Kamika, and O.C., um, but I saw the outline of a puzzle, and I didn't understand what he was trying to say. I just kept seeing it, kept seeing it, kept seeing it. And he says, 
basically you have the foundation. But now what he's doing is he's filling in the rest of it so that I can see the full picture of what it is that he's doing. And what's amazing about it is that he takes the time to give me layer upon layer, line upon line, precept upon precept, exactly what I need in the season, in the time that I need it. So I don't have it too soon. I actually get the revelation right when I need it and can apply it because I've had to walk through the revelation back here to be able to get uh, conquer whatever it is that he's taking me into up here. And this is what he has me doing with each of you. Usually I go through this sermon in a matter of one setting, right? You guys take it all in and then you walk away and you go, and then we leave and then we don't know what we're doing. But this time he's having me to take my time with you slowly, the same way that the enemy does with you. He doesn't just jump up and be like, ha-ha, I'm the devil, you know, and he's got his pitchfork and he's wailing his tail around. He's not doing any of that. Right? He's waving it around. That's not what's happening. Slowly, subtly, giving you little by little, bringing you over. And I gave you that um, visual on last week. So if you weren't here on last week, definitely go back and watch the replay because it's worth it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It'll help you to understand. I would definitely uh, strongly suggest listening to both of the uh, part one and part two uh, from the heart of the apostle. And I shared that we are moving from that pastoral mindset into the apostolic. And you must embrace the shift. S-H-I-F-T. Amen. Hallelujah. Do not let a speech impediment caused you to think I'm cussing. Hallelujah. All right. So let's go ahead with the first slide in Jesus name. So who we are on last week, we covered who we are as a church. Amen. New Beginnings Discipleship Ministries is a multicultural, multi-generational, non-denominational, family-oriented church commissioned by God to make disciples of all nations, not just Des Moines of all nations. We teach the word of God and the life-sustaining principles needed to be successful in our walk with Christ at MBDM. We believe in loving on people where they are and developing them into who God has designed, purposed them to be. We made sure that everybody understood what B-O-P-F-P-W-P meant. What does it mean, y'all? Y'all really stunk at saying that. Let's try that again. Say it with some feeling and emotion. I mean, let God know that you really believe what it is that we are going after. Amen. Try that again. It's what? So much better. I am praising Jesus that you all have a voice. Hallelujah. And that you're not afraid to use it. Amen. So Matthew 28 verses 19 and 20, which is our founding scripture says, go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Now we got to understand what a disciple is if we're going to understand even our name, let alone what God is expecting us to do. And that is to make, to create, to uh, uh, shift and to mold disciples. Amen. So a disciple is one who follows another for the purpose of learning. They are scholars and adherent to the doctrines of another and to teach, to train, to bring up, to punish, to discipline. That is the verb of disciple. So there is the noun that actually explains the purpose. And then there's the verb, which describes what? The action of a disciple. 
First Corinthians 9, verse 24 through 27 says, Do you not know that those who run a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. That you may obtain it. What's the point in running if you're not going to obtain the prize? Now, it's real interesting that Kamika was talking about receiving the prize. What is the prize that we're trying to reach? We are reaching the high calling of, Christ, of God in Christ Jesus. Because any other prize is going to do nothing but help your flesh out. Flesh leads to death. Amen? So we are running this race in the realm of the spirit to obtain an incorruptible prize. Verse 25 says, and everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown. But we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. In other words, I know why I'm running. I know why I'm in this position. I know why I'm supposed to be preaching and teaching to each and every person in reaching nations. I understand who I am. But do you understand your purpose and your position? Huh. Thus I fight not as one who beats the air. In other words, I'm not just doing stuff just for the fun of doing it. Right? But I discipline my body. There's a discipline that has to take place. I discipline my body and I bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. If we look at that verse, that last verse, verse 27 in the NASB, it says, but I strictly discipline my body and I make it my slave so that after I've preached to others I myself will not be disqualified what's interesting is we have grown into a culture and a people who say do as I say and not as I do we've grown into the place where we want to be over here with Bill and kicking it and moving and doing all these different things but we want God to save us every time we get in trouble he's looking for us to get to a place where we are more disciplined in our worship, more discipline in our prayer life, more discipline in reading and understanding the word and the strategies that he has given to us so that we can defeat the enemy of our soul. Because what we do is we, we just over here just chilling and as long as we come to church it's good. But you got to understand you'll never become who God has called you to be if you're only coming to church. You have to become a follower of Jesus Christ. There truly is a difference y'all. Because coming into the church does not make you a follower of Jesus Christ no more than standing in a garage makes you a car. So there's some action, some verb that has to take place. You've got to move forward in faith with Jesus Christ and know that he is God and God all by himself. You've got to apply the word and trust in him with all of your heart. Leaning not to your own understanding. Amen. Next slide. Who we are. Um, in order to understand who we are, you got to go back to our founding scripture, but you got to include verse 18. This is where Jesus was speaking. Remember, all of this that we're talking about, the verses we're founded on was Jesus speaking right before he left to ascend. He was, it, this was right before it. Matthew 28 verses 18 and 20 says, and Jesus came and spake unto them saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Amen. And so we already talked about that on last week. Now all power is the word exousia, which is an intangible positional power, which operates through command. It is what we speak, what we release into the atmosphere, what we speak over our children, what we speak over our lives, what we anoint our time, what we anoint our time with is what we're going to live out. 
We got to understand we live out what we speak out. So if we continue to say what will never be, how we can never do that, I can't never get up that early. That's what it's going to be. You're always going to be tired. You're always not going to be able to get up before 6 a.m. You're always going to be distracted by something else. I can't. It's always going to be the way that's going to stop and block what God can do through you. Amen. The thing is, we're always looking for what God can do for us. But what is it that God is wanting to do? First, he does something for us. Then he wants to do something in us. Ultimately, he wants to do something. Amen. Does everybody understand where we're going? He'll do stuff for us. It happens. He'll do it when we're infants. He'll do it for us. But as we grow up to become teenagers, there should be happening something happening within us where he's doing something in us. As we grow into adulthood, ain't nobody taking us to the bathroom no more until we grow too old to help ourselves. There's a difference. None of us are at that place right now. So I implore you, <laughs> I encourage you to start operating as the adult in Christ that you really are. Amen. So we also learned that it is that word exousia is defined as power of authority or influence and right of privilege, the power of rule or government, the power of him whose will and commands must be submitted to by others and obey, the power of judicial decisions, and listen to this one, y'all, of authority to manage domestic affairs. Oh, my. That right there is good. Again, notice all of our teachings have been on the verb tense of this word that we are studying. This is going to be a season of action, y'all. We're not going to sit back and wait for God to come and do everything for us. He is looking for us to do something with him. I didn't say for him. He said with him because he can do it for himself. Amen. So we're going to have to get up off our blessed assurances. We're going to have to stand in the positions we've been called to in faith and govern the territory that we've been given. Now, we see this actually taking place in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 through 28. Adam was created on purpose, for a purpose, and what? With purpose. Amen. He was given the garden as his territory. He was called to dominate over everything that was in that territory. In verse 28, God says something that most of us never catch. It says, then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Everybody enjoys that, right? Because the first thing we go to is sex. Be fruitful and multiply. That's what he told us to do in the context of marriage. Get your mind out the gutter. Amen. He said, fill the earth and subdue it. Underline that word subdue in your Bible. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now, that word subdue in, the, in Strong's is H3533, and the word is pronounced kavash, which means to subject, to force, to keep under or bring into bondage or make subservient. Now, if God was just talking about the fish in the air and the birds of the sea, why do we need to make them subject to us? What, what are we forcing birds to do? We never once thought about that, did we? Never took the time to research what God is trying to say to us. If there was nothing but Adam and Eve and some fish in the earth, why did God choose such strong language? Something else was present, and the presence presented itself to Eve. 
In Psalm 115 and 16, it says, The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth has he given to the children of men. The Lord always intended for us to be a people of war. It is our responsibility to govern in the earth with the exusia power he has vested in each and every one of us as his children and as his nation. When we are talking about guarding, guiding, governing on behalf of the king, we got to look at the outcomes of what we're doing to determine if it actually aligns with what the king is actually doing. Is what you're doing currently building the kingdom or are we building our own kingdom? We've been given that power to influence outcomes through our prayers and through the work that we put our hands to. And we must do this according to his will. Amen. So exusia power is a privilege that's given to us by God. It's a force knowing that your words command and shape not only the spiritual realm, but it also affects and impacts the natural realm. Hmm. It was given to man at creation, lost in the fall, and regained again through redemption and shared again with us prior to Jesus' ascension. We see this in Adam with his on-the-job training, right? In Genesis 2.15, says, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress and keep it. Everything that Adam named the animals, guess what? That's what it still is to this day. So he was given authority in the garden to dress and keep it. Notice his responsibility. To dress is defined as to serve, to work. So Adam was given a job. He wasn't just a slave to God. He was a son with a responsibility in the kingdom of his father. If you look at the definition of this word in the Hebrew, it means to till or to cultivate, to cause, to produce, to pull or extract the purpose out of something. We never realized that's what dress actually meant. It didn't mean go put some clothes on the roses and the the grapes that were sitting over there. It meant to literally cultivate, to pull out of, to extract the purpose out of something. Who is it that you are called to pull the purpose out of, to extract who they're called to be out of them so that they can actually become? So when you think of the next part of what God asked Adam to do, it should begin to make better sense that Adam was not just a gardener, y'all. He was told to dress and to keep. To keep, again, is the Hebrew word shamar, which is translated as to guard. But the most powerful one I found is a watchman, a type of a prophet, to preserve and to protect. If all there was was birds and there was a couple of animals out there, who is he protecting this garden from? What is he called to produce in this place? So if we step back, we can see that the Lord gave Adam a position in the kingdom on earth. He was responsible to cause it to produce for the kingdom. And he had to keep watching guard what had been entrusted to him. What and who has been entrusted to you? What is your purpose? How will you pull out of that thing the purpose that lies on the inside of it? Now, here's the thing. Adam had that on-the-job training. He had to learn how to use the power that was within him. Amen? 
So God taught him how to use his exousia power delegated to him by showing him the power of his words by first having him to do what? Name the animals. Whatever Adam said it was, it was so, and it is still that way to this day. When God designed the heavens and the earth, whatever he said it was, it is so, and it is still that way today. And this is why it is so important to watch what comes out of our mouths because we have been made in the likeness and in the image of God. Given exousia power. We look like Jesus and we also have Holy Spirit within us. We have been delegated authority in the earth to govern, to rule, to dominate, and we will live out what we speak out, y'all. So our transition as a part of the collective body, in our transition, I'm sorry, we must recognize that we are moving from being pastoral, where I just watch you all be good little boys and good little girls until Jesus returns so that we're going to move to a place to where we are uh, operating more apostolically. Amen. We are now becoming God's solution to the issues that affect and infect the kingdom of God in the earth. Amen. So we got to learn how to think beyond our nice little homes, our cute little cars, our family members only, knowing that heaven is our home, y'all. We're here for a reason. We're here for a purpose. But ultimately, we're going back to heaven, and we have to go back with the spoils. Understand, when we go back, he's going to rate what we did with what he gave to each and every one of us. We're here to complete a job for the king. So notice our president recently deployed 3,000 U.S. troops to Poland, Germany, and Romania. And the purpose was to protect Ukraine from a Russian invasion. So they're sent from their homeland to do what? Guard and protect. But that is not where they're going to stay, y'all. Just like that's not where we're going to stay. We're not always going to be here in the earth. Now, here's the thing that we got to understand. When you're part of the military, they train to be stationed and to do the job where they would be trained for somewhere else. They trained here, but was dispatched there. But eventually, they're going to retire and return back where? To their homes. Mm. It's the same in the kingdom. God has a position for each and every one of us, and we must train to learn how to use what he has entrusted us with, do the job, cultivate, cause growth wherever he places us, not where we put ourselves. And then after it's all over, we get the opportunity to hear those words, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Come on in and shown the prizes for what we've done. We're going back home eventually. But while we're here, each and every one of us that are under the sound of my voice and even for the generations to come that will go back and hear this message long after I'm gone, you got a job to do before you go back to heaven. Amen? All right, next slide. The mission is to teach those who are a part of our ministry who Jesus Christ really is. He is not Santa Claus, y'all. He don't just come because you are a good little boy and a good little girl, and, and then you tell him how great you were all year, and then he gives you a prize. That is not how this works. There is a reason for everything that God does. There is a purpose for everything under the heavens, according to Ecclesiastes 3. We teach them how to become a follower of Jesus Christ. This goes back to being a disciple, y'all. It's so much more than just making a simple confession. 
To become is defined in Webster's 1828. And I need y'all to hear this for those especially who have been coming to Bible study faithfully because now some stuff's going to start to connect. I didn't even know it until I went and looked at it at Webster's 1828. The word become is defined in Webster's 1828 as to pass from one state to another, to enter into some state or condition by a change from another state or condition or by assuming or receiving new properties or qualities, additional matter or a new character. But check this out. It says, as a scion becomes a tree. Hallelujah. How many years have I been preaching about this and didn't understand? As a scion becomes a tree. It's in there. I didn't put that in there. It's in there. It's in there. Do you understand? We are on a series about being grafted in and what it really means. Because it's so much more than you just getting from here to there. So much more as a scion. Woo. I saw that, y'all. Tore up my whole house and I ain't care. Because I knew what it meant. And I'm like, oh, I hear you, Father. And I thank you because you're letting me know. Remember, uh, earlier, the Lord told somebody, and that somebody finally got their behind up and spoke, but he said, stop waiting for confirmation from man. I went on, I moved forward, teaching on being grafted in, all from one question that Kafila asked that opened up a whole nother world. Baby, do you understand how blessed you really are? How much God cares about you? What he's about to do in and through you? You was bold enough to answer the question that took an entire body. Down the road, we didn't even know we were supposed to go. That's the God that we serve. And this is where we are, y'all. I didn't wait for man to confirm it for me. I went on and I taught it. He gave me confirmation himself. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Glory to your name. So we teach how to disconnect from the world. Talking about being grafted in. Disconnecting from one source. And that conversion that has to take place, we're becoming. We are reconnected to the root, which is Jesus Christ. And we teach you how to get Christ in you. So that Christ can ultimately do something through you. Hallelujah. Then we teach you the truth and the power of who you are in Christ. We don't focus on what we used to be, y'all, because everybody got a pass. And you can talk about my past, but can't nobody tell my past stories like I can. Can't nobody tell them. Because when you done telling your story about me, you won't glorify Jesus. But baby, I will. I need you to understand my past, it's past. Hallelujah. It's behind me in Jesus' name. And even things that God is still working on in me right now. There are things that God is still dealing with that are on the inside of me. I don't let that stop me. I keep pressing on toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Because I know it, I, that it is not yet seen what I shall be like. But I know when it's all said and done, I'm going to look like Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, and that's where we got to get to. Drop your past and move on. Drop the mess and move on. Drop what they said about you. Move on. Drop what you did and go forward in faith. Hallelujah, a little hood came out of me just now. It's all good, amen? Then we teach you the truth and power of who you are in Christ. 
We don't focus on what we used to be. This is called the process of conversion. Lachelle, if you listening, and I sure hope you are, I'm literally giving you the outline of the class that you're teaching right now, if you have not caught on. In the NLT, Ephesians 4 and 1 says, Therefore, I, a prisoner, for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. First of all, identifying what that calling is and then starting to work on the issues within your own life so that you can achieve, accomplish what God has called you to. For you have been what? Called by God. I didn't call you. God himself has called you. That is something to know. That you have been called into the courts of the king for something good. Not because the enemy has come with an accusation. You have been called into the courts of the king so that he can anoint you. So that he can appoint you. And he can send you out as his ambassador. He is looking for you to grow up in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So that you can redistribute all that you understand to the rest of the world and build and advance the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Verse 7 says, however, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. Hallelujah. You got to learn how special and important your relationship with Christ is in order for you to walk onward and upward with Jesus Christ. After that, you're going to learn your kingdom assignment and how you are going to impact the world. Can we give the Lord some praise? Hallelujah. Come on, bless him. All right. Ephesians 4 and 11 says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in the faith, until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son, that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. I've often shared that everyone under the sound of my voice was born on purpose, for a purpose, and with purpose. These scriptures confirm that everyone in here has a calling. Each of us have a duty. We all have a purpose in the kingdom. Amen? So this includes our upcoming generation of kingdom servants. Remember, everyone has a gift and a calling that he is expecting us to learn what it is, understand how to utilize how to cultivate what is on the inside of us as well as those that we are called to hallelujah all for the advancement of his kingdom right here in the earth each one of us have been called come on lay your hands on yourself and say I am called by God to do great and mighty things in the earth that will shift mankind in Jesus' name, hallelujah. Come on, give them some praise. Now, why do we do this? Because he gives us the ability to not only get free 
but he gives us the ability to set the captives free. In Ephesians 4, 14 through 16, it says, then we will no longer be immature. Like children, we won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We won't be worshiping crystals. We won't be burning sage. That's what it's talking about right now. We ain't going to be no Christian witches. We ain't going to be out there looking to the sun to give us some answer. We will be looking to the S-O-N instead of the S-U-N. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth verse 15 says instead we will speak the truth in love growing in every way more and more like Christ who is the head of his body the church he makes the whole body fit together perfectly y'all remember that picture of the puzzle I kept seeing this is my responsibility to raise up the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and the teachers, the apostolic leadership. Mentor them so that they can fill in the pieces of the puzzle so that we can see the whole thing. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Amen. Hallelujah. So the vision, our mandate is to do teaching and preaching in worldwide conferences. King, we are a kingdom purpose training center. We promote healing, restoration, prosperity. We also promote deliverance, y'all. We are a deliverance church. When my own apostle stood in this church and she said, no, apostle, you don't understand what's on your life. She said that deliverance is on you. And you need to understand and operate in that thing. She said, you've got to learn how to master what you have. And so I didn't even realize how strong it was. I was trying to get away from that part. I felt like, y'all remember on the gong show when somebody wasn't doing so great? And they would come out there, the Sandman would come out there with that little hook. And he'd be like this. And then he'd snatch them and bring them on back. That's how I felt God was bringing me back to where I was supposed to be. Because I had gotten away from the deliverance piece of it because it was taboo. It was considered unheard of. People didn't like the fact that we are a deliverance ministry. People didn't like the fact that people could come here and we would cast devils out of them. Their parents was telling them, we ain't supposed to be doing that. But yet, obviously, they haven't read their word because the word actually tells us that if he is in us, if we believe, the first thing it says is we will have the ability to cast out devils. And then it says that we'll have the ability to speak with new tongues you need to understand they're out there tongue talking but can you tongue talk and cast out a devil too you need to help me understand why you only want to believe this part of that same scripture we can lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover so you got to understand either you're going to take the whole thing God's tired of us taking a dollar out of the million that he's leaving on the table for us we'll take the salvation for a dollar but the rest of it all lays there. And we're just going to be good little boys and girls until we make it to heaven. He's looking for so much more. We are to advance the kingdom of God and the nation that we are called to. And notice that is plural, nations. We are called to nations, you guys. I'm not called alone. You're called with me. As I am called out People are holding down things here. Some are going to dispatch with me into the nations. We're already invading Africa, whether you understand it or not. Come on and blaze. Oh, God, praise him. We're invading Africa right now. We're doing it. We started touching on those other six uh, countries 
But God pulled me back because the person, you have to have somebody stationed there at all time to do the work, which is why Paul did what? Drop off Timothy. Oh, now y'all starting to catch on, huh? So they were sent into that assignment to go and make sure that the work continues to be done. There has to be an overseer. Y'all catching on? There has to be an overseer there. But here's the issue. If the overseer doesn't look like and is not producing the same fruit as the sending party, we got a problem. So what was happening is you could be anything, you could do anything over here. And the Lord said, back up. That's not me. So now you're able to see you can be called into something, but God ain't even in it. Hello, somebody. We can get called into stuff that God is not doing anything with or for. Nowhere near it. Amen. So be careful jumping into stuff just because you've been invited. Don't get excited just because somebody called you to preach. It's real interesting that I got an inbox asking me to go and bring women to this conference and the person on there is an open witch and you want me to bring my women into that have you lost your mind and then when I made the com the comment said do you not know who that is they said oh this isn't a church thing so what are we doing so I'm gonna go and align with you help me understand because now you've got teachings from their witchcraft and their crystals, and then you're going to come behind them and teach about Jesus Christ? Do you not realize all of the prayers that they're going to do and how many unsuspecting, unknowing, uneducated Christians are going to walk into that and be wooed? They're itching ears. Oh, my. Hey, I shot the warning shot. What you do with it after that, that's on you. Next slide, please. Our declarations, we all know them. We can go back over them another time. You all will get a copy of this PowerPoint so that you can see it yourself. Last year was manifest. This year we are in the year, in the season of the overcomer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So last year our theme was manifest and many of us tried. Unfortunately or fortunately, we found that there were still major issues in our soul that have continued to stop, block, and hinder us. We lost faith. We suffered loss in 2020, great loss. We had so many deaths, it was unreal, and they happened in a matter of weeks of one another. There was a situation even with our daughter in 2020 that we didn't even talk about that happened. And I mean, we got smacked in 2020, and we kicked off 2021 losing our granddaughter her passing away. But the great thing is we know that she is with Jesus Christ. Now, what's interesting is I had never experienced the process of grief through that before. But what, what, what was awesome about it is that even though I had to go through that process, every step of the way, I started becoming bitter. And you heard my husband talk about it. I'm not going to become bitter. I'm going to become better because we literally had to fight the good fight of faith in order to pull ourselves out of that. Because when they began to tell us about how the tube had come out of her throat, now she's in the NICU, the tube came out of her throat. When the tube came out of her throat, no one was aware until she was already coding. Help me understand how you're not going to recognize that a child in the NICU is coding and, and no one realizes her BP is dropping. 
No one understands her oxygen levels are dropping. They're not catching on to any of this. That the tube had become unseated. So when the tube became unseated, she passes away. The last image that our children and, and our son-in-law, our daughter and our son-in-law had of their daughter was her completely battered and bruised where they had been working on her. You could tell that her chest was completely collapsed. There was blood coming out of her eyes and out of her nose. This is the last image that they have of their baby. The only other image that they have is her laying in the casket before the funeral. They did a closed casket. We never got a chance to see her. And no one understood what we went through. They didn't get why we were so angry, why we were so hurt, why we were acting the way that we were. I'm telling the story now. This is what happened. And as this happened to us, we had to make the decision of how we were going to handle things. So people are coming to us with issues and different things, and you're finding us going, we're cutting you. And we don't realize that we're cutting you. We're cutting you because we're going through something. And we had to fight. Let me help y'all. The weapon was formed, but it did not prosper. I stand today as an apostle of Jesus Christ, still fighting the good fight of faith, still making sure that people know who Jesus is, still lifting up the bloodstained banner. He could not stop that which God has blessed. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 and 58 says, but thanks be to God who giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Pastor Vince and I learned how to overcome grief. We learned how to overcome loss. We learned how to overcome setbacks. We learned how to overcome hurt, abandonment, pain by doing what verse 58 says, which tells us, beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain hallelujah Jesus said in John 16 and 33 I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace in the world you would have tribulation but take good courage because I have overcome the world you got to understand what the world is the world is Strong's G 2889 which is cosmos and it means world, the ungodly multitude, the whole mass of men alienated from God and therefore hostile to the cause of Christ. You got to understand that this is talking about more than just mere men and women. This is talking about the enemy of our souls, y'all. The devil thought he had us, but we serve the God who will always cause us to triumph. Greater is he who lives within us than he that is in this world, than he that is in this cosmos, that is in this sphere where we've been given power, authority, dominion, and ability to subdue. God call you now to stand in your position, knowing that you are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. So... We're overcomers. And to be an overcomer means you have to be ready to conquer and carry off the victory. You got to come off victorious. Even though it feels like every side is pressing against you, you've got to know regardless if God sent you to it, you've already got the victory. There is a way out. You must be ready to win and defeat the enemy of your soul. There is a song uh, that's called uh, Winner by Angela Wilson. And I love this song. She did it with Molly Music. And the lyrics actually say, and the reason why I love it is because it actually reminds me that no matter what we face, 
I can keep my hands and my head up. Hallelujah. The chorus actually says, you're a winner in Christ Jesus. You're not alone. He'll never leave you. All things are possible with him. Yeah, yeah, you're a winner. And you've got to take on that mindset. Why? Because that is the mindset of an overcomer. Yes, we will face difficulties. Yes, we will go through trials and tribulations. Yes, we will face temptation. But we must go back to the original intent of why he placed us in the earth. We are here to dominate. We are here to subdue. When you look at the etymology of the word overcomer, you see that it actually means to reach, to overtake, to move, or pass over. Also to conquer, to prevail, to defeat. Somebody should have started shouting right there. Hallelujah. To defeat and combat the devil, every evil spirit, sin, temptation, etc. To overwhelm, to render helpless. This is what we're doing to the enemy of our soul. To surmount a difficulty or an obstacle. To succeed or be successful. In other words... You ain't leaving with nothing less than what God promised you. We got to fight the mindset of good enough. When God shaped the heavens and the earth, he said it was good. He didn't say it was good enough. There are specific things that must be in place in order to accomplish the plan that the sovereign has. And God is the supreme ruler. And our minds have to focus on the major plan that is in place and not the minor issues that are coming against us. Remember, we learned last year in October during the Feast of Tabernacles that we are building a house for the Lord. We're starting with our temple. We're moving from there into our physical house where our family lives. We're moving from there into the cities, into the state, into the nation, and into the nations. Amen? So you got to be prepared for the issues that are going to arise and the demise of relationships with people that you trusted. Those you thought were all going with you, some of them ain't going. There will be a demise in relationships because they're not going with you. They don't understand. They're not even in the same trajectory at this point unless they choose to course correct. Hallelujah. Jesus fought this situation like that with Judas. But understand that if it wasn't for Judas, there would have never been a cross and there would never be a way for us to get back to where we belong. Jesus had to be an overcomer in order to subdue his flesh in the garden. He said, not my will, but thy will be done. He gained the superiority. He was and still is victorious, and he is in each and every one of us. So in order to accomplish the goal, we will have to make God true and every man a liar, as it is said said in Romans 3 and 4. Amen. I hear the Lord saying that if we take the opportunity to embrace the course that we are in and the course that we are on, my people shall come away with the spoils. My people shall regain all that has been taken from them. My people shall recuperate the loss. My people will call in their children down to the third and fourth generations. My people shall be victorious. My people are overcomers. I hear the Lord saying pursue, rise up, pursue so overtake for surely you shall recover all second corinthians 2 and 14 says we serve the god which always causes us to triumph in christ and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place in other words again there is an action we have to be willing to infuse his knowledge in every place and in everything that we are doing next slide please so this year is going to be more important than ever that we understand our position. We got to know our purpose in the kingdom. 
the purpose of that position, and we got to use our position and our purpose to solve problems on behalf of our king and the kingdom that we are a part of. Amen? Throughout the Bible, you're going to see where the people of God would get entangled in things that the Lord had warned them about, and, and he would send in a Samuel, he would send in a, a Jeremiah, he would send in a Paul who was converted, cut out of the old system like a scion, and reconnected to the real root and produced fruit. Only God can take a killer of Christians and make him a convert who cultivated and expands the work of Christ to the nations as he intended us to do. Saul was a murderer. This is why I tell everybody, you got to be careful holding on to your past. And even more than that, you got to be careful of holding on to somebody else's past and holding it over their head. You don't know what God has done in their life and what he's going to use them for. Acts 9 and 26 says, and when Saul had come to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were afraid of him and did not believe that he was a disciple. So what happens is we look at a person's past and the mistakes that they've made in their past and automatically we assign what they used to be to where they are right now. Not knowing that God has already done a work with them. Now I'm not saying don't judge a person's fruit. Pay attention to the fruit. Be aware of the fruit. But what I'm saying is stop remind pe reminding people of where they came from. Don't nobody know where they have come from, where they've been or the wrong they've done in their life more than them, y'all. Remember, we all got a past, and everybody in here has to learn how to get past their past. You got to let it go. Quit deep sea diving and going and grabbing up the mess. We've got to move into that place of apostleship where we become solutionists. So we've got to be able to deal with that inner me, our mind, our will, and our emotions. And our identity is the key to our destiny. Micah 7, 18 and 19 says it like this. Who is a God like you pardoning iniquity and passing over the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in mercy. He will again have compassion on us. Come on, say God has compassion on me. And will subdue, there's that word again, and will subdue our iniquities. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. We got to be careful resubmerging people in the depths of the sea over what they've done in their past because we forget that if God is using them to advance his will and we're being used by the enemy to stop it, we're going to find ourselves on the wrong side of God, becoming his enemy instead of being his friend. You can sing, I am a friend of God, but your actions are going to prove what you really are. This year, we're going to learn how to keep our mouths off other people. Amen. And how will we accomplish this through continuum? Next slide, please. We're going to use the keys that we have been given through Jesus Christ. Continuum is defined as a continuous extension, series, or a connection of elements. Continuity, uninterrupted connection of parts in space or time. Wow. So those keys, as you can see on the screen, is to know, to exchange, to yield, and to succeed. Amen. The Lord has given us the keys. Hallelujah. There is no break in the work that Jesus Christ is doing in the earth. Why? Because he handed it over to each and every one of us. Matthew 16 and 19 says, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever thou shalt bind in heaven shall be bound on earth and whatsoever shall be loosed in earth shall be loosed in heaven. I said it backwards. Move on. Amen. Keys is G2807, which is the word Christ, which means a keeper or person with the authority and the ability to open, shut, lock and unlock it denotes power and authority of various kinds this is what he's given us 
He has given us those keys. And he's saying whatever it is that we forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And what we permit in the earth to continue on is going to continue to produce fruit. And what we shut down, what we stop, what we take our keys and unlock is going to be shut down. We got to make sure that we know what we're doing, why we're doing why we're doing what we're doing in the position that we're called to be in to ensure that we're cultivating the right things. Amen. I'm going to stop right there. There's so much more that I could go to, but I know I have completely given you so much that it's, it's probably overwhelming. There's still three more slides after that. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. I love that, you know, you say that it's a good word. The thing that I want to hear from everyone more than anything, what you going to do with it? How you going to apply it? How are you going to build for the king? If everything that you're doing in your business is building for you and doing for you and you're going to have this and you're going to have that, that's not building the kingdom. What is the resources that he's given you? How is it building the kingdom? How are you utilizing it to advance the purpose, your purpose and God's purpose here on earth? Ask yourself that question because we can easily get lost in the sauce. Because I can tell you that what we're doing with our business, we're creating economy for other people. And so those that we work with, we minister to. And as we minister to them, we get to see the fruit in their lives as they remain with us. Now, if they move on to another position, we can believe that the seeds that we have planted will continue to take root, produce fruit that remains in Jesus' name. That's what we're looking for. It's amazing to me. Come on, stand to your feet. Y'all can tell Kamika she can let the kids go. But um, it's amazing to me that there's a young lady that we minister to. She has never stepped foot in this church before. But we minister to her. And as we have ministered unto her, she has come back and she has said to me things that I said to her years ago. And she said, no, I never forgot that. And I still apply it to this day. She had gotten herself off into some stuff, started messing around, burning sage and telling other people. And I said, baby, why are you doing that? And she said, uh, well, <laughs> um, maybe because somebody told me to do it. I said, well, can you show me that in the word? She said, no, I can't. I said, then why are you doing that? People can tell you anything. No, she has not started coming to church yet. No, she has not stepped foot in this church yet. But the word that is being released is shifting her trajectory. It is shifting her course. And so as it slowly course corrects for her, because she's young, she's going to make a lot of stupid mistakes. She wasn't raised in the church. She was raised in the world. And so when she has that experience with Jesus Christ that stops her in her tracks and says, whoa, I'm not going no further than that. When that day comes, that's when we're going to see her come in. But until then, we got to keep planting seed. Notice that God or Jesus spoke about the being a sower. And he says, some's going to produce 30, some will produce 60, some going to get eaten up and produce nothing, some's going to produce 100 fold. But he never says, stop sowing. Not one time. He never says, stop sowing. So even though I may not know where it ends for that person, I'm going to continue to throw that seed. And I'm going to pray over that soil. And pray that it's cultivated so that I can extract the true purpose out of that person. Amen? Come on, give them some praise. 
Now, for some of us, we're going to be like, oh, my God, this was over my head. Go back and read the scriptures. I will have Pastor O.C. to send out uh, through the, if Kamika doesn't have your email, I don't have it either. Amen. So we can send out this PowerPoint so that you have it because I'm not going to come back to it. I'm going to go ahead with the rotation because now we need to start talking about being a solutionist. Amen. We got to deal with the issues in our soul. We got to deal with the things that are stopping, blocking, and hindering us. And we, st- we start with self. If we start and control the enemy within ourselves, we're going to be able to move outward and control the enemy without. Deal with, with, with what's within and then move to what's without around you. Amen. So for those who are online, hallelujah, I praise God for you being here on today. If you are in need of prayer for any reason, go ahead and click that link. We'll definitely get back with you and we will pray for you and cover whatever it is. If you are in need of prayer on today, we are here for you to pray for you, to pray with you. But you got to believe. Amen. This is your journey and you got to walk this thing out and you got to walk it out according to the will of God and according to according to the word of God. We don't get to be willy-nilly anymore. Amen? What I'm seeing is that that, that line that used to be wide, that, that path was wide, is slowly narrowing. And as we get closer and closer, y'all pay attention. Wars, rumors of wars, famine, disease, pestilence, all of those things is just the beginning of woes. But guess what? The gospel of the kingdom is being preached worldwide. Are y'all catching on? It's being preached worldwide. How? Because we have the worldwide web. This isn't just going to just this little area anymore. This is going beyond the state that we live in, beyond the country we are a part of. It's going wherever we assign it to go now. Wherever God is releasing it and permitting it to go in. So cover us. Those of us that are up here preaching and teaching, cover us. Because now we're not just battling the spirits of Des Moines. Because we're reaching those other places. We're reaching those other ethnos, other nations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let us pray. Most gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you. God, we bless you and we praise you. There truly is none like you. Father, I just pray today, Lord, that the word that was released, the seed, the sperma, would begin to die first, get rid of the old shell. Allow it to begin to grow that root underneath the soil, deep in the soil. Not too deep where it gets lost, but just right for that seed that was released today. And Father, that it would begin to take root and break ground. As it breaks through the fallow ground, I command every demonic bird in the air to loose and let go. Father, make it to where that that plant as it's coming up from the word that was released. Hide it so it's not even seen, just like you made it when Paul was coming out of the prison or Peter was coming out of the prison. They didn't even see him walking out. So, Father, as this happens, shield that that growth, shield it so it cannot be plucked up by the enemy anymore. And, Father, I pray that it'll be washed with the water of the word, so that it will promote growth in Jesus' name. And as that growth starts to happen and that that tree that grows up is strong enough, that branch that grows up is strong enough, that it will produce fruit that remains that others can partake of. I thank you 
that we are consuming so much more. I thank you for the fire that is being released in your people. I thank you for the wisdom, the knowledge, the revelation, and the understanding. In Jesus' name, we love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hug three people on your way out the door.